This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. October 23rd. Keynote speech at World Robot Conference. I don't know why. Does does anyone know why? I don't know. When I go home late at night, this is a song that I really like to sing right now, so I'll play it for you. It's uh, called My Old Man. Welcome to the My Old Man Said podcast show. I'm David Michael, the editor of MyOldManSaid.com. It's been a couple of weeks since the last episode, but now it's time to catch up on Steve Bruce's 11-point haul out of the possible 15 points, which is a pretty good start to his business as Aston Villa manager. We'll take a look back at the Blues game at St Andrews and also the comeback from behind win against Blackburn Rovers at Villa Park as well as discussing the miraculous uh, ahead-of-schedule comeback of Gabby Abongahor, and also a uh, big question, what happened to Aaron Tishbola? And something unique to this podcast, for the first time, uh, we actually recorded this live at Villa Park during the Aston Villa Celtic Under-23 game uh, in the Premier League International Cup where we got to see both Gabby and Tishbola, amongst other Villa First teamers, uh, making their quest back to full fitness. So as well as the normal show, you'll get the extra little bit of commentary from what transpires in front of our eyes as we're recording the show. The show's a little bit more raw and laid back, and uh, also, while the recording quality is perfectly fine, because we're running on a shoestring here, we've only got one microphone, so uh, Dan might appear in one of your ears while I'll appear in the other one. Oh, and uh, apologies in advance for the profanities when Gabby misses his penalty. But hey, what can you do? 
A big thanks to the new Mailman Said patrons, Mark Westmoreland, Chris Lavin and Nell Walsh, who signed up uh, in the last week or so. Thanks very much. It's much appreciated. If you too want to be a mom's patron, just head over to the website, myoldmansaid.com and check out the patron link and you can sign up there. In other news this week, My Old Man Said has been nominated in the Football Supporters Federation Awards for the Blogger of the Year category. So if you like uh, either the podcast or uh, the website, please do uh, give us a vote because uh, if you're in it, you might as well try and win it. The, uh, the link will be uh, in the podcast notes. So let's go to Villa Park, under the lights, and get on with the show. Cup match between Aston Villa under 23s and Celtic under 23s. Joining me uh, is Dan Rogers of the Villa Underground. How are you doing, Dan? Good evening. Can you believe they've let us in with uh, recording devices? I don't think it's illegal, actually. Uh, but yeah, no, we thought we'd do something different uh, during the international break and actually record it uh, while having the privilege of watching. Uh, it's almost like watching Gabby Abong the Hall behind closed doors. Well, we the good fortune to be able to watch up-and-coming international starlet Alice Sissoko as well. Um, he's you know, getting a real <laughs> test tonight against uh, this small club, is it Highlands outfit? I've not heard of them before, are they? Uh, the Celts. Uh, you join us, uh, it's about half an hour gone, Celtic are 1-0 up. Uh, Aaron Tishbol is also uh, playing. Who else? Oh, Tommy, Tommy Elphick. Yeah, that, that'll explain why Celtic are 1-0 up. Right, so what's been happening this week? Uh, we've seen the return... Well, we're actually witnessing the return of Gabby Abonglahor. He's I'm hungry. He's hungry for this return. After bagging him out in the last episode, but he's <laughs> now... Uh, he's made two cameo appearances against both Birmingham and uh, Blackburn. Also, uh, Steve Bruce's unbeaten run goes on uh, after the, the Blues away draw and Blackburn win. And now we enter yet another international break where... Finally, we're getting to see the best of uh, Mil Yedinak, but now he's going to be jet-lagged for the next two months up to Christmas. So uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, his renaissance, uh, especially in the Blackburn game anyway. Hmm. Well, he's, at least his, his air miles are still accruing nicely, so someone's going to get a decent Christmas present out of Well, uh, Alan Hudson, uh, I mean, if anybody wanted to retire from international duty and that was uh, Yedinak but <laughs> unfortunately uh, it's just Alan Hutton and I think he only retired because he actually got dropped mm. and I think the Hearts uh, right back's taken over his place so he's just kind of lumped it It's really strange that Alan, Alan Hutton has to retire from Scottish international football but McCormack is like completely <laughs> overlooked, he must be thinking well, he must have arrived at training, what is going what, you've retired, oh didn't you you didn't get the call Ross, oh no but uh, I think I heard Charlie Adam on it was Radio 5 mm. talking about Gordon Strachan. Uh, if he doesn't like you, he doesn't pick you. It doesn't matter how good you are. And there's, there's a few of their veterans that I don't know if... Ooh, oh, sorry. And talking of Scottish prowess, uh, Celtic have just gone 2-0 up. That centre-half for Villa doesn't look too clever, does it? <laughs> Captain Fantastic. Not very good against kids, is he? No, he Sign him up, sign him up. He looks all right. But no, uh, it was essentially, I think he struck and just wants players that have got effort rather than reputations and uh, ability, uh, seemingly. Anyway, going. Uh, let's go back in time to the uh, the Blues game. Uh, was you happy with a point, Dan? I think 
Looking back, it's kind of like the American election. It was a hard-fought... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say victory. It was. We got what we what we deserved in the end. We, we, I think we saw how Yedinak can be of, of some really good use to us because we lost our way in the game. Um, but we were set up to, to, to leave with something, and that was the difference between... Perhaps if we'd have gone there under Di Matteo, I don't think we'd have got anything from that game. I mean, we were hanging on uh, a little bit at the end. Um, I don't, did we have one shot on goal in the second half? I can't remember. Well, we brought our pantomime villain, didn't we? Uh, Gabby Agbonlahor on to uh, run around, point, scowl, and, and by the end he looked like like he'd just arrived. He was a fluffer from LA with Vaseline all over his head. and <laughs> when, the, when the locals up sufficiently as well, I thought. But, I mean, a few people have actually, uh, and probably die-hard Gabby fans, have given him credit for uh, actually giving Birmingham something to think about when mm. they were, un, you know, enjoying a sustained period of pressure. Uh, I mean, I can't remember that game that vividly because I wasn't actually monitoring to see if he was having a big impact. But uh, No, I, I think he, ca- he came on and, and he was the, like you say, gave him something to think about and could you imagine if he'd have scored there would have been <laughs> a wormhole would have opened up somewhere in St Andrews and crikey uh, I think that would have uh, that'd have been up there with Trump getting in I think <laughs> it's the same feeling for some people probably when he ran onto the pitch wasn't it that you know you sort of have to just go with it but I mean we're, you know watching him here uh, in a game let's you know let's face it it's against under 21 players up and coming players w- w- what's your views on him so far he hasn't affected the game. Um, no. We're actually seeing him start a game for the first time for, uh, well, months and months. Well, you wonder whether he's... I mean, obviously, I suppose he's here for fitness and for, for match sharpness. Interesting that Aaron Tushbola is also here as well, uh, looking for that. I don't know, is he trying to get match fitness? Is he, Are we trying to get him to a position where he doesn't break down constantly? Well, we'll, we'll talk about him in a, uh, later on. We'll, we'll, he'll be the player focus, because it is an interesting situation where... In De Matteo's reign, just before Bruce came in, uh, Tishbola looked like the kind of bright hope and then picked up one of his uh, fortnightly injuries and then disappeared. Mm. But uh, Yedinak uh, had a decent game, probably his best in a Villa shirt. Would you go along with that? I think it's a real shame he's going off on international duty again. He, he's starting to, to show what... He's exactly the kind of things that we've been missing. He's a disruptor, isn't he? I think in terms of, I mean, people talking about international retirement, I think he's an Aussie, and Aussies are pretty uh, kind of nationalistic. They wear the flag on their uh, on their heart. And I mean, just look at Tim Cahill. He's was mm. he 57, and he's still <laughs> still playing for for the uh, the Socceroos. Socceroos. He had an ex captain as well, isn't he? And I imagine that he, yeah, there's, a, there's a lot. Okay, it's only Australia. But he's still the international captain for his, for his but, country. But when you look at the... Uh, obviously, we, we're playing Brighton, and it's going to be an earlier fixture on Friday. So if he... I don't know what his itinerary is, but if he... Last time he got back Thursday morning, there's no way he's going to be playing Brighton away. No, I, I think he has already been ruled out, I think, of the game. Um, right. That, that he's, yeah, I think he's, the international fixture is so late that even... I think it's 20... Is it 28 hours? Something like that. Yeah, something like Some that. ridiculous amount of time. Um, he can, he can listen to this podcast on his return to the United Kingdom. <laughs> so in terms of um, in terms of the midfield, yeah. I, I, I mean, um, obviously Tishbowl is here to... Uh, oh, just watching a, an attempt for a third from Celtic. Tishbowl is here, obviously they're 
one eye on that game to get him in there instead mm-hmm. of Yedinek. Mm. Uh, Westwood coming off of the bench and apparently getting boos. I mean, some fans have said they didn't hear these boos, while yeah. others have uh, kind of, there's been a big outcry and obviously a lot written about it as well. Um, I think we mentioned this uh, on the previous podcast. Uh, yeah. What do you think this is? Is this something that social media has built up? My b- baseline on this is players like him, Bakuna, in terms of the Aston Villa that you want, challenging in the top ten of the Premier League, uh, they're just not good enough, and that's why we're down at this level. But it's not their fault that they got signed and they're being picked. But also, uh, you don't boo players when they come on the pitch, do they? No. no, Westwood's going to be one in amongst that group of players who people will only associate with a period of Aston Villa that, frankly, we want to put behind us. I agree, it's not his fault. When he's been on the pitch this season, I don't think he's done anything different to say we're well, hanging on at least I'm trying to change the way I play I mean granted we don't know what team orders are um, I do think that the booing has been amplified on social media I don't think it was that audible there's enough people out there um, to saying that it wasn't that audible yeah, people are entitled to their opinions at the end of the day I'm not going to sit here and say that you come you come to Villa Park you pay your money that you've worked hard for you can't express that I don't think it helps the team if you're booing someone who's running onto the picture that you're then expecting to you know, bust a gut for us. Yeah, I mean, it's something you do with the opposition, uh, yeah. essentially. It's a bit small time, isn't it? And I think. <laughs> well, it is small time in the premise that what's the objective this season? And that's good to get promoted. So everybody should be. Uh, I mean, I don't want to. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. Uh. He meant to fall over the ball, I assume. Yeah. So that's. Uh, Callum O'Hare getting uh, the ball stuck between his legs there. He would have laid it off to Gabby, but Gabby's nowhere to be seen. Oh, he's playing right wing at the moment. (laughs) But yeah, everybody should really be pushing in the same direction. Uh, I mean, maybe it's an overall change of mentality that people need to remember uh, because we've spent four or five, well, five or six seasons moaning from the Mm. halt, and it's going to be a difficult transition to be like pure support. The other, the other part of it is that Bruce has obviously got or had limited options. Um, you know, he's you can't really be looking into too deep into the squad at the moment and, and writing off Westwoods. He's not the future, and I, and I imagine him unless there's a serious change in direction in terms of his quality. And I, and I would imagine that Villa are to blame to, to some degree for him not developing as well. You know, that he came here as a very as a young player from uh, from Crew. Did you did you see? Uh, I think it was the Birmingham Mail being a bit cheeky. And saying that Paul Lambert would be uh, after him in January. Yeah, at Lambert, he wasn't even appointed, I think, in that that rumour. <laughs> you know. Well, they're already doing. Uh, Tim Sherwood's not even appointed, and they're already doing articles on uh, three players that Tim will take t- from Villa to uh, QPR. Which which three would you hope he took? <laughs> Probably say Westwood. Bun. Uh, Bun, yeah. But for me, I think it's. N- Nothing. So not what he's done, it's just yeah, it's it's just symbolises that uh, we're not all that. If he's if he's like in your uh, your lineup of goalkeepers, and then thirdly, mm. I, can, I can see Gabby as captain of QPR. <laughs> well, it's nice and close to all those London hotels he likes to hang out. In. Yeah, let's go for that. You know, what, let's let's be controversial. I know everybody's uh, wanting. Uh, and willing on this great Gubby comeback where he scores 20 goals for the first time in his career. Yeah, I, 
I mean, exactly. I mean, it would be it'd be unprecedented. And Villa uh, uh, just going on the attack here. We're going to see a goal. Gabby's Gabby's thinking about it now. He's running away. Oh my God! Oh, oh. penalty! Oh, it was an Olympic standard dive from the former England <laughs> international. He's just about managed to get to his feet. So, uh, in terms of uh, let's let's get positive. Yes, positivity. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Codger, awesome, banging in the goals still on the, on this hallowed turf in front of us. Oh, he, he's he's one of those players that um, you know if, if we were if we were Chad's age, we'd be rushing to the Villa Village and getting imprinted on all of our Villa shirts, and you'd be buying. He's a predatory, dangerous striker, isn't he? And he just seems to score. He scores bicycle kicks. He scores last-minute winners. He's he scores penalties. <laughs> We're winning games. We're not quite sure how to react. But no, I mean it's win or lose. If you've got a striker yeah. always scoring pretty much every game or every other game, that's that's one of the mainstays you need in any successful team. He's got that knack, hasn't he? Where you're you're more confident. And this is the contrast to Gabby. Get Gabby one on one with the goalkeeper. No confidence that he'll necessarily put the ball in the back of the net. You know, you, you're surprised when Kodja misses the target, let alone doesn't score. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Uh, so, do you think you'll get reach twenty, the the the, uh, the golden twenty goal mark? I could see. I mean, the way he's scoring, the way he's scoring at the moment, I could, I could see. The only thing that might inhibit that is him disappearing uh, to the Africa Cup of Nations. But that's where hopefully a bit of squad depth will help us. Maybe that will be Gabby's time. I think I, I think he can still make twenty uh, even with the African nation. I think what the African nations probably hinders. Ooh, Probably hinders him becoming uh, the the top scorer in the championship. I mean, currently he's twenty five to one, which uh, mm. is amazing odds. Even though he's got a few goals to catch up, but you'd always bank on him to probably score a hat trick in a game to uh, yeah. swiftly catch up. But it's that period where he's going to miss four or five games. That's that's why he's at twenty five to one to be the uh, the top scorer. So uh, against Blackburn, it was that kind of forty five minute team syndrome. I mean, the first forty five minutes was. Uh, bit like the Newcastle game in some respects where we just didn't turn up yeah we're not we're not finding our feet quickly in games are we and I think we we, uh, we struggle to almost until we get in front of Bruce again for him to remind us of, of the objective we become quite stale don't we yeah no it's uh, so we're coming up to half time here well it is half time just waiting to see if they're going to bang on some music over the PA <laughs> G'day Villa fans, welcome back to Jednax Jungle. Now it seems like we're learning about Codger. He's a real ruthless predator. A late developer he might be, but this beauty was worth his weight in Chinese flags. Speaking about latecomers, what about me? I left no prisoners at Small Heath, and those chickens from Blackburn were butchered. One day, I hope to be revered like Brett the Hitman Holman, Chris Heard, or even the mighty Bozzy. Now, I'm a true Aussie, and I've been conscripted for the next Socceroo battle alongside the immortal Tim Cahill all the way in Thailand. I will outlive you, Tim, or kill you. Either way, I'll bloody win. I'll be setting sail on the Titanic any day now. I was going to do loads of Thai jokes, but Phuket. I'll be back, you villa bastards. Try not to boo anyone in the meantime. Westward, what have I told you? Get away from that bloody pitch! 
against Blackburn. It's all right. You take that sip of coffee. I'll uh, I'll waffle on a little bit. <laughs> We're now entered the second half of this uh, tw- under 23s. It's Celtic two, Aston Villa nil. Got to admit, uh, before we go on to the Blackburn game, uh, not much of an impression from the four senior players on show here: Tishbola, Elphick, Abby, Abby Gabby. <laughs> no, I'm. And uh, the, the legend that is Sissoko. Well, no doubt um, scouts from the international leagues will be uh, hotly <laughs> chasing his signature. I think Al- Alfik's been particularly poor. Yeah, he's. Uh, we'll keep a, we'll keep an eye on Alfik, and uh, Gabby's running around now. I think he's playing a bit more central. He was p- popping up on the right yeah. wing in the yeah. first half. He was wide in the first half. Anyway, back to business. Blackburn again. First four, 45 minutes was a bit like the Newcastle game where we didn't show up uh, against Wolves. I think it was the reverse, if I remember. And then, you know, just go back to any of those games, Huddersfield, Preston, Brentford, where there just seemed to be a 45-minute performance by Villa over the first half. Ooh. Should have been 3-0. Should have been 3-0 to the Celts. Yeah, Blackburn. Blackburn's another example of um, a number of games that... We haven't put together a full 90 minutes where you maybe rather on a side where where we've come away thinking, well, that was that was the definitive performance. But Rotherham, I mean, they're just bottom of the <laughs> table and they're there for a whooping room. Yes, I mean, discount them. In terms of positive, and the positives are that we're winning, we're unbeaten under Bruce, but, but we're he's doing things in games to lead us to win them. I think. But it's, I mean, these wins are. It's, we're not dominating games. We're not going no. there and blowing teams away. And I think if you're going on a long and beaten run, there needs to be a certain performance element. We've got to have there. it in our bag, haven't we? Because at the moment, you know, we're relying on a bit of luck or uh, an individual bit of brilliance, like for example the the Codger scissor kick. Is this maybe what we'll look down, look back on when, if we do keep this run going, that we'll say actually we. We've grown down. We've got the scabby wins, and those the, the kind of results we haven't been picking up for five years. Bruce has only just taken over, so we're a team in transition in terms of a manager wanting to in, install his ethos uh, and his style of play. And obviously, he probably wants to get in a, a player or two in January as well to facilitate oh, yeah. that. Oh yeah. But wh- when would you? What kind of time? I mean, we shouldn't be too strict with this, but what kind of timeline in terms of? more games are you expecting to see Villa actually start to turn up and actually perform well we need to start to turn the screw up, the screw on teams don't we earlier um, going in at half time a couple of goals clear we don't seem to be getting ourselves two goals clear in a game and, and all, either leaving ourselves vulnerable as we did all all early season um, Bruce has been here such a short space of time I think he's up, fans are obviously going to give him a long period now to to bed in we've got to get behind him and even if the results are 1-0 1-0 1-0 that upward motion in the league is, is obviously what we, all we really want I, I, you know I think it's a case of Bruce is just doing what's kind of expected I mean we have a podcast and we've got to talk about this and waffle on about it uh, and at the end of the day it's all about time and five games in uh, I think we'll start to see more of what a Steve Bruce Aston Villa team is uh, probably 10 games into his uh, managerial run. If you, But if you looked at this, I mean, let's forget about what's happened. When Tony Zai took over, or let's say he's about to sign the contract to essentially buy Aston Villa, and Crystal Ball appears out of nowhere, they say, have a look in the Crystal Ball, it'll tell you exactly where you're going to be, third of the season gone. 
Dr. Tony looks in it and it says 14th. Mm. <laughs> and 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 Gabby's making a comeback. <laughs> do you think? Do you think you'd buy the club? Uh, and and you've spent sixty million pounds, yeah. by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh, I think let, let's not revisit this for too long. We we were so bad when we came down, and you look as that great list of names that have gone out the door. We, you know, we don't need to go through the list. Oh, watch out, Gabby's. We, for the listeners, we conspired to miss from seven yards there. Yeah, we thought actually Gabby was going to take it on and uh, go for glory, but he uns- unselfishly uh, played it back into He's a the team middle. player. He's a team player. But there was two players and there was a bit of traffic in front of them, so it was a bit hard for them to dig it out. Anyway, you were saying... There's, there's not a great deal of positive to look into that. I think that what he'll probably be saying to himself now, with, with, you know, post-crystal ball, is that he... It could be a hell of a lot worse, and at the very least, he took action at the point where, or he took advice to, to take the, the right step of just removing Dimato and irrelevant of what you thought of him and what he might have done. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. With time, the point you're making is that 14th isn't good enough and we're there because of our quite poor start given... I think the uplifting talent at the club. Yeah, I think at the end of the season. Uh, it's the end of the game for someone. They're, sorry, they're just applauding this podcast at the moment. They're quite happy with how it's gone, and I think they're easily impressed. Actually, it's the Celtic fans uh, applauding. But come the end of the season, there's only one objective here, and that's promotion. And it's, yep. not, it's not like diving where they give you marks out of 10 for your performance. I think we just get promoted. Doesn't matter if we score a winner in the last minute in the playoff final or we go the rest of the season 100% unbeaten and win the league as long as we get promoted and then we'll uh, discuss style and substance uh, from there. Well it's not not like this season we're missing style is it you know it's not like over the last five years that we've been playing like Barcelona but the results just haven't come yeah. you know <laughs> we you know we're in a division where three weeks ago the Huddersfield coach Wagner was being hailed as the next club well they shipped five goals against Fulham last weekend, and you know what? Yeah, it's it's this division is dog eat dog, but I think with a bit of quality and, and well, a at, steady at the, hand. At the moment, Steve Bruce is like Jose Jose Mourinho. Uh, the first <laughs> time he managed Chelsea. Wow. <laughs> Where will he be in three weeks' time? <laughs> 
thought of having someone like Ibramovic at, at our disposal and, and players <laughs> like that wouldn't be too bad. But, but uh, I think one the, the shining light of the Bo- uh, Blackburn game was we actually came from behind because after the first 45 minutes, uh, the fact that Blackburn scored early doors in the, yeah. in the second half, I thought, well, we're not going to win this one, are we? No, and that's the huge impression that a manager like Bruce can take is that despite that happening... Um, I think everyone, yeah, it was, it was a hammer blow, and at the time that they scored, it wasn't great. But we we recovered, and we recovered quickly, and yeah, left left the the winning goal late. But we got it, and I think in time, if we can put ourselves into a, into a position where Blackburn scoring a goal doesn't matter because we've already got two, yeah, that's got to be the aim. And I think, like you say, promotion's the objective. How we do it, you know, we can deal with style issues later. That we, we need to get ourselves kicking and screaming back into the Premier League. So let's let's move on to our player f- focus that we do every episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I think because we're watching him uh, today, let's have a look at uh, Aaron Tishbowler, who, I mean, at the moment he hasn't really impressed. Oh, blatant handball. Handball penalty to Villa. Give it Tishbowler, because that would be... Uh, let Tishbowler take it, because I just linked on to him. wonder if the... Uh, right, the here he is. It's Gabby time. Gabby time. And here we are live. Gabby Abominable is about to take a Villa penalty. Normally he would hand it over to a youth player, but he needs it for his confidence. Dan picks out his phone. He wants to get this on Twitter as quickly as possible. It's all about the clicks. And steps up. Gabby. Oh, he's missed. Fucking useless bastard. <laughs> it was a terrible penalty. <laughs> And uh, the follow-up is in the upper hold. <laughs> Jesus. And, uh, well, we can say to our uh, kids and grandkids, we were there when uh, Gabby's latest comeback fell flat and I was mean, over. There's, there's six, six youth players on the pitch, and Agbon Lahore said, nah, 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 boys, I'll show you how this is done. <sighs> Some things never change. No, they don't. Anyway, going back to uh, Aaron Tishbowler, I mean, he hasn't really done much tonight, let's be honest. He, this was a game where uh, you want to see you, one of your potentially top midfield men just uh, boss and dictate. But um, what, what do you think has happened there? I mean, he's, he gets an injury every fortnight, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Should Doesn't look fit tonight. I mean, Gardner's essentially only in the team because uh, Tishbowler's just come up short through his fitness, I would say. Mm-hmm. But would you play a three? Would you play Yedinak, Gardner and Tishbola? I mean, surely that's the way forward up until January. I think it's a fitness issue and p- perhaps it's similar to how we've seen Yedinak. Yedinak has been on the pitch, dead on his feet and Tishbola's um, shown glimpses of some really good stuff. But, I mean, we've, we've sat and watched, what, 50, 55 minutes and the, the level's difficult to judge and it's a, it's a fitness chance for him. But if you didn't know he was playing, you wouldn't know he was playing. You know yeah. what I mean? He's yeah. not... I've not thought well, he looks he looks head and shoulders above some of these, which is a worry, I have to say. But then having said that, Sissoko hasn't been particularly clever. <laughs> I didn't know he was <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, I'm Alfred struggled and, and Gabby, well, he's, he's just missed a penalty in front of us. So. <laughs> in fact, none of them have impressed. They really haven't. Have but Tishbola has been good. I mean, yeah, yeah, in yeah. spells, what was the game that he came on and completely turned it around? I mean, my... Uh, he bossed the Rotherham game, didn't he? Again, and no. there was one after where he came on as a sub and totally turned it around. Might have been the Forest game. Is it the Forest game? Yeah. Offhand, I don't know. Who knows? We haven't done any research for this one. We're doing this one on the fly. Would you put Tishbola 
in your first 11 if, if he was fully fit 100% I think we need we need that extra man in the midfield and it's interesting that when he has featured and he, he seems to be better going forward I think than, than there's been games the Wolves game most recently sticks in my mind where they played with a three and we got completely overrun yeah there's a formation yeah. question there but he struggled to impose himself and uh, I think with a with a senior you know, what he described him as a disruptor Yedinak um, and Gardner seems to be getting in on the fact that he, he tries a lot and you know he scored a great header at the Blues you know if, if everyone can contribute their bit that's actually that's a midfield that could work very well actually when Tishbola came did Matteo build him as uh, well him Galini, Elphick as signings that were creating a new spine for the team and I mean at the time I thought well Galini's too young to be considered part of a spine and also Tishbola's hardly ever played any first team football to uh, and especially in that position mid centre mid you can't consider him your spine so I think January you've, you've got to buy again midfield wise yeah I think we definitely need to strengthen in centre midfield and the glaring thing is that this this is a a transition isn't it and the, the, I think ultimately we needed to improve we needed to change our midfield close season I agree I mean Tish Bowler continued in the way that he probably did at Reading, that he, he played a few games, he perhaps impressed in, in the few that he played, but was injured most of last season as well. Yeah. So no change, really. Villa actually attacking the halt at the moment, so Gabby missed in front of an empty halt. Probably spares his blush, spared his blushes, because if he did that uh, in a championship game, it would be career-threatening. <laughs> just, uh, just to mention, we've seen Peter With and Stephen Stoughton here tonight. Just for the record. Moving on to what's been happening in uh, the rest of the championship. Well, obviously it's Newcastle and Brighton at the top. We'll get on to uh, the game against Brighton uh, the next uh, time Villa play after the international break. But one thing I've noticed is Leeds, who were languishing around Villa a few games ago, have suddenly uh, popped up in the sixth place, which provides a perfect example of how quickly Villa can get back if they uh, do the business in the next few games. I think it all comes from having a really good good owner. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they did that price incentive where they very yeah, bullishly yeah. said, right, if we don't make the playoffs, this is Leeds, by the way, <laughs> if we <laughs> not Villa, just, uh, <laughs> so I don't want season ticket holders to get excited, but Leeds basically said, if we don't make the playoffs, you'll get 15% back on your season ticket next season. And I think if they got over, there was a certain amount, if they, if they got over 15,000, 18,000 season ticket sales uh, in the summer. Uh, oh! Great free kick for three now. Celtic just free kick about 20 yards out in front of the north stands. You, you could see that going in as soon as he uh, took the run up, actually. Celtic, yeah. not bad, actually. They're playing as a decent team, pretty tidy going forward. And it has to be said, they've... There's a fair few of them here tonight as well. Yeah, good crowd from Celtic as well. They're crazy bastards anyway, aren't they? This would be positively warm, this climate for them, won't it? <laughs> They're all in T-shirts. This is a, a summer holiday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think if, if they sold over 15 or it was over 15 or 18,000, they would get 25% back. So I think, that, I mean, I thought that was a great, great idea, basically, to rally support. So if you're a season ticket holder, it might actually... Uh, give you the inkling to be a bit more vocal uh, at Ellen Road to support the team I mean I actually proposed it to the face to Steve Hollis, I mean obviously he didn't really care because he was on his way out <laughs> but Nicky Key who also has disappeared 
was there, and I thought that was that could have been a perfect little move for uh, Doctor Tony to do something like that, to put the money where his mouth is. Well, it would have been a, it would have been a great gesture, wouldn't it? Um, but going back to Leeds, it's, uh, it's certainly they're going to be galvanised for this run, and if they go into the new year and they're in the top six, and the threat to Villa, of course. Well, threat to Villa. I, I see Norwich as being quite a barometer of the league, really, of a team that, that is well managed and, and seems to get up. Oh. <coughs> some He's a bit dodgy, the Villa keeper, by the way. Very dubious goalkeeper. Old Matja Sakic. Just Sakic. To, just to explain the last five seconds, he came out for a corner which was in the, in the six yard box when he attempted to catch it. By the time he'd parried it, he was at the edge of the 18-yard box. And he, couldn't, and he couldn't catch it. And then he's hoofed it up the pitch. It was quite cultured. <laughs> but Norwich, where are they at the moment? F- uh, fifth. So you got that's, Norwich in fifth. They're starting to fade, though, are they not? They are, and that's, uh, that's a telling thing. I mean, this gives us hope, really, that, what are we now, four or five points off, off the playoffs? Well, I, I'm, I'm, at the moment, I'm, not, I'm still not worried. I'm not breaking into the sweat about not being in the promotion places, are we? Mm. But we have to be uh, top ten sniffing around the playoffs by Christmas. Well, the Brighton game, therefore, becomes actually... Let's you know, talk about, about that. Yeah, I mean, that becomes the barometer, doesn't it, that a team that consistently are, are up there, but, as you said, Norwich are fading. Brighton always seems to have this final quarter or final fifth of the season yeah, fade. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really in the last kind of uh, six or seven games mm-hmm. where they, uh, I don't know, they, get, they bottle it or sometimes they just haven't got the... The striker to finish things off, but I, I don't think they're. I mean, they used to play liquid football until. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the only thing that was missing was a was a decent number nine. But I think it's an interesting uh, interesting week in that Brighton Villa. There's a chance there for Villa to really lay a marker down if they can beat Brighton away, especially, and then Leeds versus Newcastle. If Leeds can do something, and it's at Ellen Road, if they can take points off Newcastle, that suddenly. Uh, Compresses the uh, the top uh, top spots a little bit. It's quite telling, isn't it? I, I, the Brighton game will be will be an insight into where we're at in terms of of a quite an important championship game for us. Well, they're definitely one of the better teams. Well, they're, d- they're definitely one of the better teams, and we talk about us trying to find some momentum. They've got it. I mean, there's a fifth five point gap to third, you know, eight point gap to first at Newcastle. That's you know that they win, and is that the breakaway too? And then our aspiration is. Playoffs at best. So if they win, so if they win, how many points do they go above Villa, Brighton? Sixteen points. Sixteen, yeah. I mean, they'd have to lose what five, five, six games, and we win five, yeah. six games. I mean, that just that's ambitious. And teams once they're you know in the top three going into January, that they're, they're going to strengthen rather than. Uh, Now it's time for Twitter with Tony. November 2nd. Though it was nothing done by our board, I don't think any previous manager would care about how much club paid bonus. Nonsense! November 4th. Too many projects and travelling plans last month dropped with fatigue in NY and had to cancel trip to LA. November 5th. I am fully recharged. Keep going, lads. Hashtag UTV. November 6th. Like past month's criticising mentality problems, cause mental weakness. We need all to support everyone up or down as far as he fights for Villa. November 6th. As many asked for this, I propose club to have seating hashtag lottery. 
for three to four people every game for, wait for it, sitting with Zai, starting from Cardiff game with he. Gabby's penalty miss. Good grief. <laughs> Comeback ability? Yeah, I mean, I wrote about this in the in the written Five Reasons to Be Cheerful, but I think I mentioned back in the Martin O'Neill days, while uh, sometimes the football wasn't uh, be- beautifully poetic, we did have this resilience where I think at times we were the best team in the Premier League for getting points from losing positions. Blackburn certainly, if that, that can continue, I mean, I really, I don't want to be watching too many games where Villa are going down. I'd rather them uh, kind of storm, storm through matches. Well, we all, I mean, we ultimately... Are, but there's definitely resilience there with Bruce now. Well, that's, that's the thing, and we certainly haven't had that, you know, just look at, you know, our final Premier League season. It, we went behind or we conceded a goal. Game over, you might as well have got out your seat and gone home. We, we weren't going to do anything. This season, well, Blackburn's already the case in point, isn't it, that... We found ourselves deep in it. You know, that would have been a real hammer blow against a team that really... I mean, they're, they're looking awfully like relegation bottom fodder. Bottom three, weren't they? Yeah, bottom three. I think a that club Gal- in disarray. I think, that, I think Sam Gallagher might, looks, looks a good player. might have enough to keep them out of the uh, the relegation zone in terms of the end of the season. Well, yeah, I mean, they've, they've clearly got someone who can... It was a you know, good goal that he scored. Um, he, he, I th- there was a good uh, photo on, on one of the news sites of, of him and the other striker looking really dejected when the second goal went in. That, I think that'll be the tale of their season, really, that he might score one, but are they good enough to keep out two against some of the better sides in the division? I mean, an obvious reason to be cheerful, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll use this at number two, is obviously the home form yeah. in terms of yeah. being unbeaten, which is a stark contrast. Which, the only team in the division, is that right? Yeah. 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 It's a stark contrast to, uh, let's say, the last... Uh, that's all the seasons going back to uh, McLeish and probably even yeah. Julier as well. Something to use as a, as a platform as well. It's, you've got something and to defend. Gabby's coming off, by the way. I'm not really impressed by that uh, performance. I, I mean, we'd, it goes far to say is that it would, you know, if, if Steve Bruce is watching this or using this as any benchmark for, for thinking he's got match sharpness or a threat that's unstoppable or worth yeah. Tish Bowler also coming off who's uh, struggled I think could probably it? do with another few uh, under 23 games to be honest really disappointing actually yeah so anyway back to the unbeaten run do you think that Villa can go the whole season unbeaten at Villa Park no reason why not and we talk about resilience that if we want to mount a promotion challenge you've, you've got to you know, talk in cliches in terms of fortresses but you want to win your home games and not lose your away games that does seem to be the Steve Bruce Model, I, I, I think. That, I mean, they need to up their performances and, yeah, and yeah, start yeah. to dominate games. I mean, the last three games we've been behind on possession, which mm-hmm. you know, neither here or there. But it's not as if we have this kind of cutting-edge counter-attack plan. No. It, so far, we're only winning the home games or getting points, apart from the Rotherham game by <laughs> by the odd goal. So there needs to be more confidence and putting teams away to to have a real crack at the unbeaten the whole season but I think it is if we get that I'd be pretty chuffed actually because I think if we're unbeaten the whole season at Villa Park I think we'd probably end up in the playoffs by default well, I think so I think if you can start stringing it together and we've, we've spoken about Kodjo already you know he, he's been scoring goals when, when we've perhaps been struggling if we could get another striker McCormack starting to get a you know 
starting to string together scoring in games uh, alongside him. Actually, you've got you've got enough there, and then you can start looking at performance and not worrying so much about perhaps conceding that goal either. You can afford to, um, you know, you, you, yeah, you wake, wake up, McCormack. Come on, come on. You, you too could play for Scotland one day. Number three. Oh, wait, should we mention European Knights being back at Villa Park? We're here. Oh, that's great. Under, the under, under the lights. Fantastic. I mean, Clash we've of two European former champions. Watching England internationals take penalties. It's, I'm surprised we, there's not more listeners here at this game, to be honest. <laughs> well, Celtic have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what it feels like to be at Villa Park. We're behind. It's three, you know, 70 minutes. We just need to bring on Jolie and Lescott and... Is he but no, but, but <laughs> in, in all honesty, though, uh, oh, oh, good ball. Oh, God, good oh, save. save. Good save or bad miss. <laughs> but uh, in all honesty, though, the, you go back a couple of years and the Villa mm. uh, youth team was kind of heralded as, well, it was one of the best in Europe, if not the best in Europe, judging by the uh, trophy they won. Sorry, we're just, just watching Villa mounted attack. It's a good ball in, no one attacking it. But this Shouldn't have took Gabby off. But I've seen a few... Uh, Youth games, under 21 games, under mm-hmm. 23 games in the last uh, season or two, and mm-hmm. the teams just hasn't been that impressive. I mean, you know, you watch in Tamworth batter, batter the under 21s. We've got so many players who we we all hear how fantastic they are, and there's a little bit of how, how many Villa fans really see that much mm-hmm. of them to, to form yeah, an opinion. There's, there's a lot of social media BS and hype. Well, not BS, hype. Yeah, we, we, we want to see our kids do well, but the, the real test is. It probably is this ch- the championship level, and I think we've learnt a lot about Gardner already. That would be a good example of a player who's heralded as being, you know, a really oh. supreme footballer. Yeah, uh, I think he's a hard worker, but I've not seen anything to, to suggest he's going to threaten being, you know, a real world beater. They're not in the same league as Celtic tonight, to be honest. Really struggling, and uh, it's, it's noticeable how we, we've been under under pressure and in our own third for so so long, yeah. such long period. It's an observation I always make of Villa's youth teams as well. We're such a small team. You know, we've got no... We don't seem to have any physicality about us. Yeah, apart from Tommy Elphick. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's under six foot. <laughs> uh, number four, Bruce would be happy uh, going into the international break unbeaten. Oh, he's actually won, even though he's in, you know he's won three games, three out of five, not bad, not a bad start. But it's, that's that's more than Remy Gard... De Be- I forgot his name. What's that Italian chap? Roberto Di Matteo and, and the mysterious and magical uh, Eric Black. I think three wins. Is that what they managed combined? I think it is. Uh, I mean, it's so bad it's actually unbelievable. That, it is. That in, in the space of a few weeks, we've seen more wins through. We've seen more wins through through that combined period. It's shocking. It really is, and I think a bit of a ridiculous situation where. We're, we're plotting our way to promotion. I do think we can, if we get something together, we can do it. But we're coming from such a barren period of yeah. wins that we actually don't know what they look like. And I'm not surprised it's took us time as a football club to remember how to win. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's almost, it's almost like we do need to make some kind of baby steps. Well, and wholesale change. We've literally had to go into the transfer market and, and uh, you oh, know. Hold on a minute. I just want to let off this flare. <laughs> no pyro, no party. <laughs> I did find it amusing as well. There was a strong social media thing from West Midlands Police on Villa fans taking flares into the Blues yeah, game. Yeah. And uh, oh, blue flares everywhere. Yeah, they were, they were concentrating their sniffer dogs on the wrong end, I think. <laughs> well, we were hoping the fifth and final reason to be cheerful was uh, Gabby actually scoring in this under-23 game while we were 
waffling on while it took place in front of us. Uh, alas, not. So, have we got another? Have we got a substitute? Uh, no. Oh, just let off a banger there. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's a hangover from bonfire night, that is. Well, there's, there's of course, you know, I got nominated for Blogger of the Year and Football Supporter Federation Awards. But Dan's just jealous about that, so I don't like to mention that. Well, like, like most Americans at the moment, there's some voting irregularities in my opinion. But I'll be contacting the appropriate body. Don't worry, I, I will be wearing my blonde wig and putting on a lot of uh, spray tan because that seems to be the secret of uh, winning such elections and, and getting the votes in. I've been studying uh, the US elections. I know what to do. <laughs> I was going to wear a blonde wig if it went the other way and maybe a red frock. Actually, I think the, uh, the spray tan and... Uh, blonde ha- hamster kind of wig probably uh, it's easier than the uh, the red frock you but should perhaps wear this for your away trip to Brighton indeed yeah I could have tried out my Hillary on the way <laughs> <laughs> and Villa have a free kick it's about 35 yards out left of centre over the wall over the bar into the hole cheers from the Villa fans they've seen it all before the, 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 the normally, ball normally from Westwood <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on um do we start booing now? Or? <laughs> right, I think we should wrap up here and enjoy the rest of this wonderful occasion. Yes, what, a, what an event it's been. It has. Covertly uh, recording. Can you imagine doing... Well, it's not covertly. I, I actually said we would be doing this. Oh, well, yeah. That was the, it's the only reason I came. It sounds, <laughs> it, it sounds, it sounds more, more Villa Underground to say that it's covert. Oh, uh, OK. So we should rename this podcast, actually. Is that your mantra now? No, it's an agenda. It's a way of life. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, don't forget to give us a uh, some love on SoundCloud or give us a uh, a good star billing on iTunes. And subscribe on iTunes. And subscribe on iTunes. If you subscribe, you obviously get the heads up when it uh, appears, and we don't have to notify you on social media. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from him. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Villa Park. My old man said. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.